It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks. Dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we do dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. We need to be having conversations here in America today, so be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails at AmeriChicks.com forward slash Kim. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming uh, guest topics and important events. Again, that's AmeriChicks.com forward slash Kim. I'm the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Would appreciate you liking and following me, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Producer Steve, we've got a great show planned today. We'll be going through some headlines. Uh, We've got a a special guest in the second segment, uh, a young dad, husband, Kyle King, that you'll want to hear his story and you want to help out. He is battling a a very rare form of cancer, and so we're going to talk to him just a little bit about that and how we can help him out. And then in the third and fourth segments, we will be talking with the author of Tabor, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, which was a constitutional convention, or excuse me, a constitutional amendment. It was put into the Colorado Constitution back in 1992, where the people of Colorado said to uh, government, basically, you just need to have good manners. If you want to raise our taxes... Or if you want to uh, keep excess revenue over a very generous formula of population and uh, inflation, you just have to ask us. But, Producer Steve, we are finding that um, down at the State House, there are some radical progressive activist uh, uh, legislators that don't want to have to ask us. And so it's going to be a really interesting conversation with uh, Doug Bruce in the third and fourth segment. Uh, As long as Tamer has has been with us. It, there, there has always been this this murmuring coming from you know the left that well this this just hogties us too much we can't govern with Tabor and okay so now look what you know what's happening you would almost expect this not that it's a good thing in any way shape or form in terms of what they're trying to do to Tabor but uh, you know it, it it's certainly not not expected. Yeah, right. Well, or not a surprise, I would say, given. And, and you know what? It's been bipartisan. Uh, there's been uh, politicians on both sides of the aisle, bureaucrats on both sides of the aisle, that they want to get rid of Tabor. And that has been one of the things that I think is really uh, having Tabor has been a contributing factor to the good economy in Colorado. Because when people are able to keep most of the, you know, or more money in their pocket than what government takes, uh, then. It's really a good thing, and I think that's why uh, Colorado's economy has done really well. If we get rid of Tabor with all the other stuff that's going on down there, it's going to get real interesting, Producer Steve. And I do want to say thank you to uh, the great people uh, that uh, of my team, and that is Producer Steve, Zach, Patty, and Keith. Thank you to you guys for all that you all you do to keep things going here. So let's go ahead and uh, just jump into things. First of all. Our inspiration for today is Albert Einstein. He said, there are only two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle, and the other other is as though everything is a miracle, and that's Albert Einstein. And Steve, guess what? 
I got another letter from a lawyer the other day, and it said final notice. And good, that means he's not going to bother me anymore. <laughs> uh, what happened to the drummer? Well, he's here, and we're both waiting for the, I mean, I'm sorry, this kind of went, maybe it's because it's a Monday, that kind of went over both of our heads. What, what brand okay. of humor is this? I'll do this? it one more time then. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got a, okay, we'll try it one more time. I got another letter from the, a lawyer the other day, and it said final notice. And that's good because that means he's not going to bother me anymore. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're on it. Got it. Okay, got it, got it. So let's jump into uh, some of the headlines here. Let me get to those. Whoops, there we go. Uh, as many of you know, Ken Buck, this last Saturday, he won the Colorado G GOP chairman race. It was close. And he endorses a recall for all of the elections uh, for Democrats. Uh, so he's uh, there's several things going on out there. There's a lot of rumbling about uh, recall. So, uh, I, you know, I, I think people are pretty unhappy with what's going on down there at the state house. And then the Weld County Sheriff said that he is willing to go to jail rather than enforce this new red flag gun law. And uh, there's over or almost half the counties in Colorado have uh, voted to be either Second Amendment sanctuary counties uh, saying that they will not enforce this red flag bill, which is unconstitutional, Steve, because there's no due process in it. And um, but, you know, I was thinking about it, Producer Steve, and you know, this is this is not a good place to be in America, where we have state legislatures that are passing unconstitutional laws, and then we're having law enforcement have to say, I'm not going to enforce an unconstitutional law. You know, we've lost our way when we're passing legislation uh, at the state level, at the national level, or ordinances and regulations at the local level that are antithetical to the vision of the Constitution. We love to talk about America and the fact that America is a na nation of laws, uh, rule of law, and um, we're, we're kind of going off off the reservation on this whole thing, Steve. I agree. And the funny thing is here, I, you know, over the last two years, <laughs> sanctuary cities, the term sanctuary in front, you know, as a descriptor, in front of the word cities is really, you know, makes the hair on my neck stand up because they're basically saying, well, we're ignoring, uh, you know, immigration laws and we want these people to be here and feel safe and blah, blah, blah. All right. Now we take that same principle, but yet we put it on the other side of the fence. And I at the same. Yeah, I understand where the sheriffs are coming from because they're right. But it's like, oh, to, to put that word sanctuary in front of it when when it's used in that other arena, it's, it's troublesome to me. And I, I wish it I can say I feel for the sheriffs. I know where they're coming from mm -hmm. and I support them. But at the same time, it's kind of it's, it's this double gotcha. Well, and I think that's why in Douglas County, what they did is they passed, the commissioners passed a resolution saying that Douglas County is a county that is going to honor the Constitution. And so instead of using the word sanctuary, they went back to kind of that founding principle. But, you know, the other thing is, though, is, is I think in some ways you need to start to take the words that the radical progressive activists are using. So I think that's why they're using that sanctuary 
you know, word for the Second Amendment. Um, but we're we're in a tough spot here where we've got legislatures now that are passing unconstitutional law. And um, I think this is I, th- I think that these radical progressives are actually overplaying their hand in in Colorado. Uh, I think people are starting to wake up to exactly what's happening. And we have uh, let's see, we have almost another month it's, it, uh, of this legislative session, Steve. So it's going to be astounding what comes down the pike. You, um, you, you and I are, are news junkies. I mean, we got we're, we you more so than I have your nose right in into that thing that process that's going on down there under the golden dome. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I just, and you want the public to say, well, I don't see much pushback coming here and it's, it's a slow process, but I take comfort now in watching as we pick up more momentum and the push, the, the level of pushback seems to be rising, rising, rising. And like you just said, with 30 days to go, maybe we can uh, maybe catch some people's attention. Well, that's and that's what we do uh, every Monday through Friday as we talk about these important issues. And then we also, you know, in the third and fourth segment, we actually get into kind of a more meatier. Hopefully we're giving you uh, some more information that you can, you know, get your brain around these issues so that you can then talk with your friends and your family and your colleagues in calm, reasonable voices. Uh, If you're informed, if you read the bills, if you know what you're talking about, then it, it typically will bring the emotion down. Because uh, because you know what you're talking about. Before we go to break, though, just on a national level, and these are all related, and in, in a way, it's related uh, well to what's going here on here in Colorado as well. But uh, Trump came out, President Trump came out, and he said uh, he condemns the weak U.S. immigration laws, and he so he re, is reiterating his threat to close the border. And you know, it's been again, <clears throat> Steve, bipartisan on both sides of the aisle that have not gotten things done on our immigration laws. And, you know, Trump is a businessman. He's come in. He's like, you know, we're not kicking this can down the road. We need to address this. So I think the response then has been this push to, you know, all of these immigrants that are coming to the the border. And Mick Mulvaney said that something dramatic would have to uh, happen. You know, he's um, uh, Trump's right-hand man for Trump to not shut down the border. And then Obama's uh, DHS chief, Chief, Jed Johnson, has come out and said there is a crisis down there. And so President Trump has said that the U.S. is going to halt aid to El Salvador and Guatemala and Honduras. Can you believe it, Steve? We've been sending money down there. They've been sending illegal immigrants to the border. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, hey, you know, to address this problem, we can't be funding money down to leaders who are not taking care of their own house, making sure that they get their countries in order so people are not going to flee those countries. And uh, I guess I was a little astounded. I, I hadn't even thought about that we were still sending money down there. That doesn't seem like that was very smart for us to continue to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about the government. Uh, Jay Johnson's comment to me was just I mean, you know, sometimes things things fall out of heaven. <laughs> he is not a politician. He's a government, you know, he's a public servant per se. And yes, he worked as a DHS, head of DHS for Obama. So for him to come out and say, yes, there is a def- definitive problem down there, that's worth its weight in gold. It truly is. It truly is. And uh, so thank goodness that President Trump is, uh, is working to do something like this. And th- those countries need to get their house in order. 
uh, instead of having people flee their countries, they need to, what is it that has made America good? And then they should try to, I think, think, put in place those kinds of policies, a constitution that would protect their people instead of, uh, you know, people feel compelled that they need to leave. And of course, there's a lot of criminals that are in that group as well. So, um, Anyway, it'll be interesting to watch this play out this week, uh, but I, I do think that it's a good idea to to no long, longer be sending money down there. Because, you know, when you have bad regimes, they take most of the money anyway. So it's about time that he stopped that, Steve. Agreed. And, uh, you, know, I've, you know, I heard a commentary on the way in, but be brief here. Uh, well, that's only going to exacerbate the situation. If they don't have money, they're going to have more people coming this way. Well, at this point, we don't have anything to lose. So let's give it a try. I totally agree. So we're going to go to break here. When we come back, we're going to be uh, chatting with uh, Kyle King. Uh, but before, before we do that, Steve, the final four is this weekend. Michigan State faces Texas Tech and Virginia plays Auburn. And Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. The Nuggets are in the playoffs. The Avs are in that playoff hunt. And Rocky's opening day is this Friday. So Wednesdays are wing day at Hooters. You can have all the wings you can eat for $14.99. Those new smoked wings are so delectable. They're half the calories. And you can have Hooters wings delivered right to your front door. Uh, I do when the girls come over on Wednesday nights and they love them. So order your Hooters wings to go. Have them delivered right to your front door or watch the games at the restaurant. More information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. And let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. This is Kim Munson. We'll be right back. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today, 303-888-2732. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and AmeriChick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at AmeriChicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at AmeriChicks.com. There is no verse to this song. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. And uh, I offer a conservatarian perspective. Uh, I've got on the line with me Kyle King. We're going to get to him in just a minute. Before we do that, 
we are doing something really cool and really exciting. Now, they say there is no free lunch or no free book, but actually there is. We are doing a book promotion. Laura Carno, my good friend, has written a book, Government Ruins Nearly Everything, Reclaiming Social Issues from Uncivil Servants. And my friends, this is a very quick read, but Laura brings clarity to the issues of abortion, schools, guns, and marriage. So the first 50 folks who go to my website, americhicks.com, and sign up will receive a free copy of Laura's book, either a, a real book, an ebook, or an audio book. And all that we ask is that you then submit a review as soon as possible for her. So again, go to americhicks.com and sign up for your free copy. You just have to put your information in. And uh, we would greatly appreciate that. And we sent it out yesterday on our, our Sunday newsletter. And we're, <clears throat> we are giving away 50 books. Laura's giving away 50 books. And 10 of them have already been spoken for. So I would highly recommend that you go and do that. Uh, that's on your to-do list after you, uh, the show's over. Again, americhicks.com. Sign up for that free book. That's Laura Carno's book, Government Ruins Nearly Everything, Reclaiming Social Issues from Uncivil Servants. And uh, you'll be glad you did. It's a very quick read, and it brings clarity so that, again, you can talk with your friends and family about these things. But uh, have on the line with me Kyle King. Kyle, welcome to the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Good morning. So um, we actually kind of almost know each other. You're very good friends of a very good friend of mine. And then you and my son played rugby together. Yeah, we played rugby for three years together in high school. So that was Right, and uh, it seems like my son was... Yeah, I was in the uh, emergency room, I remember a couple of times. You know, I tell you what, Kyle, rugby is one of those sports that I, I watch it, and what is legal I think should be illegal, and what is illegal I think should be legal. I can I can hardly ever figure that out. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand the sport, but it is one of the best sports out there, and I'm glad that um, it became pretty popular in Colorado now, too. So it's, uh, it's a good sport to get young kids involved in, and... Uh, all around, it's just good people, a good environment, so it's great. Well, and speaking of good people, um, Kyle King, you have um, a lovely family. You are a husband, you are a father, and uh, you are battling um, a rare form of cancer, correct? Uh, yes, I have a rare form of appendix cancer, appendix cancer called pseudomoxoma of the peritonei. Um, and it is so rare that there's not a lot of treatment options and um, the research is not, you know, there's not a lot of research and stuff like that. And pretty much what it does is um, it grows, the cancers have tumors, and these tumors make mucin. And the mucin grows into your abdominal cavity, which creates, um, you know, numerous issues from restricted bowels to pushing on organs, um, and there's two forms of it. There's a low-grade form, which a lot of people have, and sometimes they'll go undiagnosed for years. Uh, majority of people that get this cancer are in their 40s to late 50s um, because it is such a low-growing cancer that you won't feel any symptoms. Um, there's also a high-grade version of it, and unfortunately, I have both. And the high-grade um, version of it creates mucin build up a lot faster. Um, and so it's very difficult to contain it. And 
they really don't have any means of why this cancer is developed. It's not genetic. It's not environmental. Um, they're, 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 they don't have a lot of ideas on what causes it at all. And because of that, the research is very limited. Okay. And so you've had a number of treatments for this, right? And so, uh, you know, battling this is taking you away from work. Uh, your family has household expenses. Uh, and, you're, and you're a young guy. You're like 33, 34 years old. And um, so there's a lot of expenses that come with this particular type of situation. And a lot of people are stepping up to help. You have a GoFundMe page, correct? Yes, I have a GoFundMe page. Um, we did a, uh, a cornhole tournament last summer, and um, I was just lucky enough to, a good friend of mine um, is friends with Willie B over at KPI, and um, he is going to do a um, car cruise um, this coming Saturday, and all of the proceeds from it, um, there's going to be some silent auction type of stuff, are going to go to straight towards um, to me and my family. Okay. How can people get more information about this fundraiser this weekend uh, for you, Kyle King? Um, if you go to Willie B's uh, Facebook website, I mean, his Facebook page, he has a flyer for it. Um, it starts at 6 a.m., and it's at the, uh, their headquarters where their radio station is off of Monaco. And from 6 to 8, um, they will have, there's a food truck coming out doing breakfast. Uh, and then they'll have, uh, they're gathering all the cars there. And then about 8.15, they're going to cruise down to the big car show over at Lincoln Tech, uh, Technical School. Um, and so all of the stuff and proceeds for me are going to be starting at 6 a.m. And we'll go until about 8 o'clock. Okay. And what about your GoFundMe page? How can people find that? Um, my GoFundMe fund, page, um, you can actually just Google um, Defeat Kingsley's Cancer and uh, GoFundMe, and it will pop up there. Um, and then all the proceeds okay. from that also go to me as well. And so that's a GoFundMe page. It's DefeatKingsleyCancer.com, you said, right? Or Defeat mm-hmm. Kingsley Cancer. And, yeah. you know, my friends, um, it, Kyle, he's a, he's a, you know, a young dad, you know, a husband. And, you know, this has kind of been a, a surprise. And you've, you know, you've had how many different treatments have you had for this already, Kyle? So I've had, um, I've had two major operations. And um, unfortunately, because this cancer is so rare, um, there's not a lot of doctors in the U.S. that treat this type of cancer. And so you have to travel out of state um, to get treatment for it. So I've had two major surgeries, and then I've gone through um, two and a half years of chemo treatment, um, which is every other week. Um, So we're approaching about 50, um, give or take. And uh, the reason is is because there's not a lot of um, options, and so the chemo can kind of keep things at bay, but it also takes, you know, very 
a very hard yeah. toll on your body after all that. Right, it makes you really tired. So, my friends, uh, you know, we as Americans, we step up and help each other. And so, uh, highly recommend if you can uh, shoot a few bucks over to Defeat Kingsley Cancer. Uh, that is a GoFundMe, Defeat Kingsley Cancer. I know that, Kyle, you and your family would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, yes, we would. And if I could just say one other thing, too. You know, because it's so rare, the funding for research is uh, very limited. And you can also go to PMT House and uh, donate to the research. Um, there's also a PMT Foundation you can donate. And then Amazon Smiles has a PMT page where on any purchase you go through on Amazon Smiles and you have them as your charity of choice, they donate some of your money to them after your purchase. Um, so okay, more, well, that's the more stuff we can get out there, the better it will be, so we can help everybody that has this, this rare cancer. Okay, great. And prayers to defeat this uh, this cancer for Kyle as well. So, Kyle King, thank you so much. Good luck on that fun- fundraiser this weekend. Thank you very much for having me on there. You betcha. And uh, let's jump over, Jason McBride. You're back from vacation. Yes, unfortunately for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> we missed you, although John Buckingham was great as well. So, but, I, I figured uh, he would be. Yeah, he did a super job. But I'm glad you're back because has the Fed gone crazy this time? Well, you know, Trump said the Fed uh, was going crazy when they started hiking rates, and it certainly seemed a little bit like that because they seemed to be doing it very fast and furious, maybe a little bit for no reason, but... I'll tell you, Kim, I think it's even crazier. Uh, a couple of the recent interviews that have come out that uh, with the Fed chairman, and he's basically mapping out, uh, well, this, this is what we're going to do for the rest of 2019, and then here's what we're going to do for 2020, and then all the way out into 2021. Uh, I guess somewhere along the way, uh, Trump must have fired Jerome Powell and replaced him with Nostradamus, because I've never seen the Fed be able to predict things so accurately so far out into the future. Right. Well, you know, Jason, that makes me, I I was traveling this weekend, and I was looking at headlines, and I noticed that they said in Alaska that it's really, really warm right now, so implying, you know, I think they want to push that climate change narrative. However, my flight was delayed because in Detroit they had to wait on a plane because they had to de-ice it because there was a blizzard in March. So I'm thinking, how do they know what the temperature's going to be in 100 years if they can't figure out what the weather's going to be, you know, right now? Same thing here with the Fed now. How the heck do they think they can, you know, figure out the emotion of the market out into 2021? It's just kind of beyond reason. Well, the emotion of the economy, yeah, it is pretty tough. So, you know, I I always kind of seem to come back to a similar point when it comes to big predictions like this, whether it's the Fed or uh, some economist or, you know, what's going on in faraway lands that may affect us 27 years into the future, I just think it's better to, to watch what the market is actually doing, uh, watch the, the up and down days, watch the price and volume action, and most importantly, keep a close eye on, on your own holdings 
that's your economy right there, and then make your decisions based on what's actually occurring, uh, not what anybody might be guessing is going to occur, even the Fed chairman. I mean, I'm sure he's a good guy, but I don't think he can predict uh, every little wiggle in the economy uh, almost three years into the future. Well, that's for sure. You took the words right out of my mouth, your own economy. So if you would like to have a little bit of help with your own economy, they can give you a call, uh, Jason, the whole team over there at Presidential Wealth Management. That phone number is 303-694-1600, 303-694-1600, or check out chickspresidential.com. Jason, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. All right, Kim. Okay, uh, so we will be right back. We're going to talk with Doug Bruce, Douglas Bruce. He is the author of Tabor, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Social media is important to the Americhicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at AmeriChicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we are dissecting the issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com, and sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guest topics and important events. I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. I am thrilled to have on the line with me today Douglas Bruce. He is the author of the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. That Tabor, uh, which was a constitutional amendment which was passed by the people of Colorado over 25 years ago, saying to government, if you want to tax us or if you want to keep excess revenue, you just have to have good manners. You just have to ask us. But for some reason, politicians and bureaucrats don't want to ask us. And so there's been this assault on Tabor. And so I'm thrilled to talk with you, Douglas Bruce. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. So Tabor, I think, is one of the most important things that has been a contributor to the economic well-being of Colorado. As many of you know, Governor, former Governor John Hickenlooper has thrown his hat in the ring for president, talking about the economy of Colorado. And I submit to you that one of the reasons that Colorado's economy has done well in the past is because Douglas Bruce... Uh, authored the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, Tabor, because what it did is it kept its, its goal is to keep a check on government spending. So, Douglas, uh, tell us, how did you come up with this idea of a Taxpayer Bill of Rights? 
Well, it took years of research, and it was on the ballot three times as the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. Um, the first time it got 42 and a quarter percent of the vote by a group of amateurs, proponents. <coughs> and the second time it got 49.9, and they, it was so close that they switched 20,000 votes in 1990 from the yes column to the no column so that there would not be a recount. And then it passed with 812,308 votes in 1992. <coughs> the funny thing about this whole situation is that we were told by the governor, by many other prominent establishment people, that if Tabor passed, the economy would shut down, we'd be out of business, you know, we would, schools would be closed, and and the police would be laid off, and we'd have all these dire events, even though Tabor did not cut taxes one dollar, did not cut taxes one dollar. Um, they still said it would be a, a case for collapse just to say that the voters have the right to vote on tax rate increases. We, we don't vote on existing taxes. We only vote on future taxes, tax increases, new taxes, fees, debt, things like that. <coughs> and now they're saying, uh, never mind what we said 25 years ago about how it would cause a collapse. Uh, we now want to have the excess revenue from the very strong growth in the Colorado economy. We want to get it in the future forever <clears throat> and not even ask you. So they, they go from saying the economy would shrivel up and die to, to saying, well, obviously the economy is not being reduced. It's growing strongly. And we now want to have that excess revenue above the normal automatic growth rate of inflation and population. We want to have the excess. And we, by the way, don't want to ever have to ask you again. Ever, so, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah, we want we want to change. <clears throat> this is the key point <clears throat> of the whole discussion. We want to get you to approve amending the Constitution, not with a constitutional amendment, but with a statute. Now, you can't do that. That's why they call them constitutional amendments, is it takes a constitutional amendment to amend the Constitution. But they're saying, oh, we'll get your permission once now to enslave your children, your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren, what the Founding Fathers called posterity forever, and just have them vote to give up their right to vote forever. And it is, it is beyond sinful it's beyond stupid it's evil that the democrats with one token republican stooge um so that they can call it bipartisan um are trying to get the citizens to vote to give up their right to vote and that of their children and grandchildren forever well, to have money that they told us that would never exist the economy they said for many years would would stop growing. And in fact, tax stability helps economies grow, helps people invest and fix up their houses and, you know, 
keep their pay raises for themselves and their family. And uh, these people, uh, they, they flunk basic economics. The, the first rule of economics uh, that's been stated many times is if you want more of something, you subsidize it. If you want less of something, you tax it. Right. And so, so we're subsidizing government and we're taxing prosperity. Exactly. And so the the idea that we have been, you know, many politicians and bureaucrats talk about the Colorado economy like they have been such visionaries that they have contributed to what has been a, a, a pretty good economy. And so to your point, if you want some more of something, subsidize it. So give more money to government, you're going to get more of government. Government doesn't create anything. And if you want less of something, you tax it. So we're going to be taxing, people are going to have less money in their pockets, less money for prosperity, less money to start businesses. Douglas, it's going to take some time for this to ripple through once this happens. But uh, this is moving Colorado towards uh, bigger and bigger government. Uh, We're seeing a lot of kind of socialist um, policies that are being pushed forward, voted upon, and then approved by the governor. And I remember when Venezuela was a very prosperous country. Uh, this was back in the 70s, and a very prosperous country with, with lots of resources. And what happens with bad policies is you now get what you have with Venezuela. There's not enough food, there's not enough coffee, there's not enough toilet paper, just the basic things for people to um, to be able to, to live their lives. And we're kind of have blinders on if we think that something like that can't happen here if we don't make sure that we adhere to, in this case, the will of the people, the will of the the people of Colorado saying, we're not saying you can't raise taxes, and we're not saying that you can't keep some excess revenue because you put in place, Douglas Bruce, Bruce, a formula of population inflation. But if you want to keep more of that, you just have to have good manners. You just have to ask us. And uh, I am just astonished with it. People on both sides of the aisle. It's a bipartisan thing that they, they want to have their, many of them want to have their hands in our pockets. Well, people can do analogies to foreign countries, but I don't think that's going to be the persuasive factor in the election. Uh, the persuasive factor is to have people go back to first principles that they heard sometime during their government uh, schooling. Um, One of them is the first three words of the Constitution, which are, we the people. We the people are the ultimate authority, not the legislature, executive, judges, senators. They are are representatives of we the people. And so we the people have to make the final decision about whether we want to go down the path of bigger and bigger government. We're allowing government to grow by inflation and population. The government is three times the size at the state level that it was when Tabor passed. But they're not satisfied with that. They want it to be four times bigger, five times bigger in 25 years. And the other factor is a phrase from not the Constitution, but the Declaration of Independence. That's the basic premise that people learned somehow, sometime, and it's called the consent of the governed. And it's not a question of 
voting on all ballot issues. We don't have vote on ballot issues in federal elections because we do not have federal elections. We only have 50 state elections. But in our state, uh, we have a right, thanks to Tabor, to express or withhold our consent because we're the governed. Uh, you know, the other people are called public servants. They're supposed to be working for us. Whoever heard of your employees uh, telling you how much they're going to take out of your wallet? It's it's crazy. Well, and uh, the other point on the Constitution, if, in fact, we want to change the Constitution, it needs to be done via a constitutional amendment right. versus what we have going on down at the State House right now. Um, they don't respect the Constitution, federal or state, at all. They just don't. I know. I was there for one infamous session 11 years ago. 11 years ago today, I was in the legislature trying to get them to obey and respect the Constitution in a democratically controlled House. And uh, the Democrats just scoffed. And they did their best to ridicule me and smear me and frame me and so forth just because I was trying to get them to obey some simple laws. They don't respect the the voice of the people, the will of the voters. They they want to get around it. They, they, even though they were chosen by the voters in an election, they don't respect the people who chose them. So they don't want to have they want to have as few elections and as few opportunities for us to think about the direction of Colorado as possible. And so that's why they did something infamous which they've been doing, believe it or not, since 1933, and that is to say nearly every law that they pass is an emergency, and you cannot petition to disagree with us, the legislators. It's, it's outrageous. Well, and, This and is the latest in the sign of their utter contempt for the voters, and the voters need to, we don't need to yell and scream, we just need to tell them no. Well, and to that point, I've had uh, uh, former State Senator Kevin Lundberg on. We were talking about the safety clause. And we're going to go to break here in just a moment, and we'll be talking about House Bill 19, 1257, and 1258, which is this runaround Tabor. But the safety clause is in 1258. And you tell me why you have to have a safety clause in uh, basically a revenue bill. And this is what the safety clause says. The General Assembly hereby finds, determines, and declares that this act is necessary for the immediate preservation of the public peace, health, and safety. So they're saying that in order to keep the public peace, health, and safety, they need to have their hands in our pockets without our permission. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. We are talking with Douglas Bruce. He is the author of the Taxpayer Bill of Rights right here in Colorado Tabor. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. 
Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we are dissecting issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. Go to AmeriChicks.com forward slash Kim. And I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Thrilled to have on the line with me Douglas Bruce. He is the author of the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, uh, affectionately called Tabor, right here in Colorado. It was a uh, constitutional amendment passed back in 1992 by the people of Colorado saying to government that if you want to raise our taxes... Or if you want to keep excess revenue above a formula of inflation and population, you just have to ask us. You just have to have some good manners. But Douglas Bruce, we have seen a continual chipping away, you know, redefining words, all kinds of things to um, by politicians and bureaucrats because they don't want to ask us if they can keep our money. And so the newest effort here is House Bill 19, 1257, and then 1258 is in relation to that. But 1257 will be a, uh, a, a question on the ballot in uh, November of 2019. And basically the question is to the people of Colorado that uh, the government bureaucrats and politicians will not have to ask us if Colorado takes in excess revenues above this formula. And uh, what do you think about that? Well, the formula, Frank, was very generous. And also, Tabor only applies to about 60% of total state revenue. Um, People aren't aware. It doesn't apply to every dollar they collect. It doesn't apply to federal funds. It doesn't apply to enterprise revenue, various other things. But uh, it's basically targeted at uh, taxes and indirectly at at fees, which they have abused. And um, so what they're trying to say is, um, here, you vote away the right of your children to vote. If they want people want to vote away their own right to vote, frankly, they should stay home if they think voting is such a horrible experience. Good point. Mm-hmm. Stay home. But they should not vote away the right of those people who are unborn. Of course, the Democrats don't care about the unborn anyway, or even those who have been recently born. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they are trying to do this, and they're trying to just do anything that they can think of. I've read stories that they're proposing now to have a gasoline fee. Not raise the gas tax, because if they call it a gas tax increase, polling shows that people will vote it down, that 22 cents a gallon is, is enough. Um, but they want to call it a fee and then raise it without voter approval. And that would still be revenue that would be subject to the growth limit, um, even though it would be called a fee. And they wouldn't be having us vote on that increased fee but it would be captured by the growth limit. And so Tabor has uh, checks and balances in a variety of ways on the politicians. And then there is also a proposal to have an income fee to raise the rate of taxation, which is now 4.63, and make it 4.95. And that 
one third of a percent would be a um, it's called a fee, so they wouldn't let us vote on it because they had contempt for the voters. And um, uh, but now, if, if they take away the spending limit in perpetuity by illegally amending the Constitution without a constitutional amendment, the Constitution says they can't do that. It says to says it in two specific places, and I emailed the one token Republican that they have, um, who's uh, from Adams County. Adams County voted by a landslide, over 60% for Tabor. And this person claims to represent Adams County when he's trying to destroy the Tabor Amendment that Adams County voted for in the landslide. Well, and Douglas Bruce, we need to explain to people what is happening with this word fee, because in this is my understanding, in Tabor, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, it basically says that uh, if you want to raise taxes or if you want to keep revenue in excess of taxes, that you have to ask us. So instead of calling something a tax, which really is a tax, we've seen this play on words, they're calling it a fee. And so that is what's been going on for quite some time. We saw this a couple of years ago with the hospital provider fee uh, that basically got around Tabor. And so it's it's well, dishonest. It didn't get around Tabor. It violated Tabor. Well, violated, we gotta, yeah. We got to call a spade a spade and not call it a manually administered soil excavation implement. <laughs> okay. You call a spade a spade. And it is a tax. In fact, for federal matching funds, the federal law provides that they will give matching funds to local taxes. It says so in the federal statute. So they, they're not even obeying federal law, and they're tricking people because the federal bureaucrats don't care because they're all pro-government, and the bigger the government, the better. Um, so, but it isn't um, uh, voting on matters above taxes. It's above voting above the growth rate of inflation and population mm-hmm. combined. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if inflation is 3% and population growth is 2%, the revenue, the 60% of total revenue that's covered, roughly, can grow by 5%. And that's a lot. That's that, over a billion dollars a year. That is a lot. Now, a couple of things. I really recommend that people go and read these bills. I think that many times people just rely on talking heads. Uh, although if they come to the Americhicks, they can know that we are really searching for truth. But but really, would recommend that people go and read these bills. And they're not that long. One, I think it's four pages. The other is six pages. But it's it's so interesting that that the way they're trying to couch this is that this is not an increase in taxes if they get to keep that excess money and that they're going to use the money for those hot button issues that they I'm sure that they have looked at all the polls and that is for public schools, higher education, roads, bridges and transit. So they they put in things that they perceive that people care about. They say that's what we're going to spend the money on. And um, it, it it's it's just a real manipulation, I think, of that busy voter out there that does care about many of these things, and they don't quite understand what is happening with this, Douglas Bruce. Well, I think that the people that do their own taxes understand that when you take away a tax refund that you would otherwise be getting, 
that's an increase in the net taxes that you pay at the end of the year. If you normally would pay $4,000 in state taxes and get a $500 refund on that 4000 your real tax bill is 3500 And in this case, it would not be 3500 It would be the full 4000 because they're taking away your refunds forever with, with your so-called consent. But if they believed in what they would, were doing, they would obey the Constitution. And Tabor says, you know, this is an annual process, and they can ask every year to keep the excess revenue as opposed to it's being refunded. And then we can vote annually on whether the state really needs that money more than you do. And that's all the question is, is they just have to say, they have to make the case to the people of uh, why they need that excess revenue instead of this, you know, these... Well, they're, they're saying why they need it, but people need to understand, some people out there may not uh, understand the word fungible. Fungible means interchangeable. When the state gets money from your income tax, sales tax, other taxation, car taxes, registration fees, all that other stuff... The total state spending is $33 billion, with a B, as in bankruptcy, $33 billion. Now, a very simple form of cal- calculation, there's approximately 5.5 million people, men, women, and children, in Colorado. If you divide $33 billion by 5.5 million, that means the per-person tax, man, woman, and child, is $6,000. So for a family of four, the average family of four pays directly and indirectly through uh, corporate taxes that are passed on to consumers and so on, $24,000. And they're saying that that's not enough, even though that number grows by inflation and population automatically. If that grows by 5%, the example that I gave, that's $1.2 billion automatic increase. Wow. But the economy is booming and it grows by $1.5 billion. There's $300 million there that they uh, um, should return to the people. And, and another reason for that, uh, big picture economics, we have a boom and bust cycle sometimes in, in uh, government and the economies, state and local and national. And if you have a, a boom period and you build up the government programs and hire a bunch of people and spend a lot of extra money because you've got it, then if there's a recession, you've got to lay people off. And, and Tabor provides a moderating influence by <coughs> allowing slow and steady government growth that's tied to the real economy that isn't tied to the greed of the politicians. And so Tabor moderates the uh, the waves, so to speak, of boom and bust and, and uh, gives the money back to the citizens. And if the citizens get the money back, you know what they're going to do, basically? They're going to spend it, and they're going to increase the state sales tax revenue. That's so uh, the, the state benefits from citizens having more money in their pockets because the state 
taxes that money when it goes out of their pockets and into the cash register. Well, that is for sure. Hey, Douglas Bruce, we are out of time. This has been a great conversation regarding uh, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. You are the author of that. We've got an assault coming through the legislature with House Bill uh, 1257 and House Bill 1258. Thank you so much for shedding light on Tabor. We greatly appreciate it. Happy to do it. Our quote for today is Ronald Reagan. He says, government's view of the economy could be summed up in a few short phrases. If it moves, tax it. If it keeps moving, regulate it. And if it stops moving, subsidize it. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks today. Read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. God bless you, and God bless America. Tell them if I don't